This is BMO Smarter Investing for October 2023. Join top BMO economists Douglas Porter, Sal Gucieri, and Jennifer Lee for trends and forecasts across the economic landscape so you can make more thoughtful investment decisions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Sal Gucieri. The highest borrowing costs since before the financial crisis have upset investors' assumptions about asset values, roiling bond and equity markets, and threatening to upend house prices next. While it's no surprise that long-term rates have climbed alongside the highest policy rates in two decades, virtually nobody expected them to scale 16-year peaks. So how did we get here, and where are rates going? Since the Great Recession, easy money policies, a global savings glut, and economic shocks such as the Euro debt crisis and pandemic have held down borrowing costs. 10-year Treasury yield averaged 2.5% from 2008 to 2022. That's three percentage points below the average of the preceding 15-year period. But now, at over 5%, the 10-year rate is taking a serious run at the former mean again. We don't believe current rates represent the new normal. We do expect the 10-year rate to eventually drift down to below 4% by late next year as the economy weakens, largely in response to high rates, inflation moderates, and the Fed begins to ease policy in late 2024. But barring a hard economic landing, neither are rates likely to return to the low mean prevailing in the previous 15 years. Here are several forces that could keep the pressure on bond yields. Increased supply of government bonds. The surge in sovereign debt during the pandemic, which was partly needed at the time, could compete for private savings and pressure global rates higher for years to come. Moreover, even at the top of a business cycle, the U.S. budget deficit has doubled to nearly $2 trillion in the past year, equivalent to 7% of GDP. Congressional Budget Office projects the shortfall will average 6% of GDP in the decade ahead, a much longer stretch of profligacy than even after the Great Recession. Rising risk premiums on government bonds. In early August, Fitch downgraded the U.S.'s credit rating after another wrestling match in Congress over the debt ceiling. Moody's recently warned that a government shutdown, which will loom again after November 17th, would be further evidence that political brinkmanship is interfering with fiscal management and is unbecoming of a AAA-rated nation. Greater risk aversion would require more compensation for investors to hold treasuries. Other countries, including Canada, also aren't beacons of fiscal probity, pressuring global rates higher. Decreased demand for government bonds. The Federal Reserve's quantitative tightening program currently caps monthly reinvestment in treasuries at $60 billion. The program looks to continue at least until policy rates decline. Since June of 2022, the Fed's holdings of treasury securities have shrunk by over $800 billion. Meantime, other countries aren't stepping up to the plate to pinch hit. International holdings of U.S. treasury securities appear to have plateaued. China cut its treasury holdings by half a trillion dollars in the past decade to 11% of the total foreign share from 23% in 2013. And top holder Japan has also trimmed its portfolio in recent years. Demographics. Populations are aging in China, Japan, Europe, and to a lesser extent, North America. Unless offset by increased immigration of younger folks, this demographic shift 
will reduce growth in the working age population, possibly leading to chronic labor shortages and steady pressure on wages and prices. That may not be an issue for Canada, which has seen the fastest population surge in nearly seven decades, almost entirely driven by immigration. Though this rapid growth could also pressure inflation if suppliers and home builders can't keep up with demand, putting upward pressure on rates. But the relationship between an aging population and interest rates isn't one directional. Retirees will also reduce borrowing and spending, putting downward pressure on rates. Moreover, people typically become more risk averse as they age, favoring fixed income investments and the increased demand could dampen rates. So the impact overall of an aging population on interest rates is both complex and unclear. Deglobalization. After surging for two decades, growth in world trade has waned since the financial crisis, aggravated by the U.S.-China trade war starting in 2018. Global trade volumes even shrank 3% in the year to July, which is rare outside of a recession. Tariffs and trade barriers tend to feed inflation, though they also reduce investment and potential growth, suggesting an ambiguous effect on rates. Still, new industrial policies aimed at reshoring supply chains imply higher costs. In the U.S., earlier legislation has taken aim at reducing the nation's dependence on the global supply of goods at the forefront of the AI and electrification revolutions, such items as microchips, electric vehicles, and batteries for electric vehicles. Climate change initiatives. Increased costs related to the transition to a greener economy could pressure inflation and rates higher. Governments and businesses will be spending and borrowing trillions of dollars on investments to electrify the economy and move away from fossil fuels in coming decades. However, the IMF also notes that by raising energy costs, the transition may also reduce overall investment demand and interest rates in the medium term. Higher inflation expectations. After a long period of price stability, the recent surge in inflation to four-decade highs threatens to unhinge expectations that were once firmly anchored to the 2% target. Central banks continue to warn that the longer it takes inflation to subside, the greater the chance of longer-lasting effects on wage settlements and pricing behavior. Policymakers may need to hold rates high for longer to earn back credibility as guardians of price stability. Meantime, lenders could demand an extra premium on long-dated securities as compensation for the risk of higher inflation. So far, implied inflation rates derived from inflation-protected treasury notes have risen just a few basis points above the past decade mean. So it doesn't seem to be much of an issue at, at the moment. But all of these factors could imply a higher neutral policy rate. Fed policymakers currently peg the long-run rate consistent with stable employment and inflation at between 2.5% and nearly 4%. This wide range reflects the difficulty of estimating something that can't be seen and moves with time. The median estimate has ratcheted down from above 4% a decade ago to 2.5% today, though Chair Powell suspects it might be higher. We suspect it may be closer to 3%. All of these factors could also imply a higher term premium on long-term bonds. The 10-year Treasury rate has averaged one percentage point above the Fed funds rate in the past six decades. This relationship holds, it could put the benchmark yield 
in a range of three and a half to four percent in the medium term. All of this means that the 10-year benchmark treasury rate is likely to stay high for a while until the Fed begins easing policy. And even then, it will likely settle well above the 2.5% norm of the 15 years before 2023. Higher bond yields could pressure valuations in equity and housing markets, reducing returns in coming years. They will also pressure the finances of highly indebted households who will need to curb spending, thus depressing economic growth. To wrap up, pressured by inflation concerns, tighter monetary policies, large government debts, and shrinking global trade, the era of low interest rates looks to be behind us. This assumes, of course, that the US economy does avoid a hard landing, the odds of which would rise if rates climb much further. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to BMO Smarter Investing, a podcast brought to you by BMO Investor Line. We are here to empower Canadians to invest smarter. For more information on how you can start investing today, visit bmo.com slash online investing. And be sure to subscribe to this show to get the latest episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.